This is Healthy Business with Dr. Charles Moak. Learn how to help transform your business into a wildly profitable, well-oiled machine. Start practicing healthcare that not only benefits your patients and your community, but grows your business. Hi, I'm Cam Carmen, and Dr. Moak and I are going to continue our discussion today about his book, The Abundance Machine. And right now we're talking about what you call the connected organism. Tell about that. So my thinking even changed on that from time to time because sometimes you think about the superorganism. Let me tell you why I'm thinking of it this way. First off, my background as a doctor is I think about people as an organism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have things that are going on in our bodies that we, I can imagine going on in our business. So if I'm walking down the street and I could be thinking about something at a high level, which I'm going to discuss when I get to the meeting, and my eyes and ears are kind of aware of things going around me, but I don't really need that consciously with my right prefrontal cortex study it. Or is that the left prefrontal cortex? Left prefrontal cortex study it. And as I'm walking, my right leg and my left leg are communicating with each other for a stride. They're interpreting the sidewalk and adjusting the canter as needed. My arms might be swinging in tune. But I'll still hear if a car hits its horn. And if the car hits its horn, even though I wasn't consciously listening to it, it'll get my attention. I'll stop thinking what I was thinking about, and I'll turn my attention to it. When we run our business, we want to think of ourselves as a connected organism. But lately, I've been considering this concept of the superorganisms, which is easier for me to explain it. So imagine you have a bunch of ants in a mm-hmm. colony. And the ants would be, instead of a, one organism, be a bunch of organisms. People call it a, connect, a superorganism. There's a book by... Can't think of her name, but it's uh, a beautiful name. Actually, it's like Talib or something like that. But she wrote this book called Teaming, and uh, the concept was that these connected organisms actually act like an organism. So, if you have a group of ants, uh, they constantly got to be feeding the queen, queen ant. They got to be looking for food. And little experiments will go on all the time, where one group of ants will go looking for food, and if they go looking for food, this in danger occurs, they'll get killed, but another other ants will follow them. Or if they go find some source for food or something that they need, they'll signal the other ants in the colony to kind of go in that direction to help them out. And we kind of do the same thing. So superorganism or organism, I think of it the same way. I'm trying to figure out how to communicate with the front lines of our company. So we have businesses all over the country, multiple states, multiple cities, different specialties. But there's some core things you have to communicate to the entire organism. And I might be in the cortex where I'm thinking about strategy and execution for the future. I work with a team of people who are figuring out processes we need to put in place and how do we make sure that the uh, front lines know. But there's got to be a ability for those individual offices to run pretty much autonomously and service the patients, get things done. But they also have to have periodic communication with the frontal cortex or the, in the case of the colony of the queen bee queen or queen ant. So the, uh, the way we communicate is we have a communication rhythm. Every, every office has a daily huddle. It's about 15 minutes to discuss three things. What's up? What are the numbers? And what's in the way? And they only talk about other things. They might socially, but they don't only talk about other things in the business. And then once a week, they go over their execution process. How are we doing? Are they lagging and leading measures? There usually be a moderator from another office or from our, say, let's say our headquarters. We don't like to think of it that way, but something that's coaching them so they can see how other offices are doing. And then they have a monthly or quarterly off-site, off-staff meeting where multiple cities will get together and have a meeting where I will communicate with them, so will my team. And if we want to change directions on something, we've had a big change in direction the past year where there's a different product we're using for our primary service line, and we had to communicate that. And then we were then the coding changed on, so we had to communicate that again. And the people working in the office really weren't aware of that because they're not studying the policies every day. 
but also the offices that are might be in Florida or somewhere else, they might try to try something a little bit different. Now they call it experiment. Sometimes people think experimenting is like experimenting with healthcare. No, no, we're talking about experimenting with getting the word out to customers or experimenting on saving the person time or making it hurt less or getting more compliments or getting more referrals or making the patients happier. And if they experiment with it and it doesn't work, well, they don't die like the ants do, but nobody ever talks about it again. Mm-hmm. But if it's a success, it actually reverberates around the company because these coaches will hear about it and they'll talk to the other teams about it. And eventually they'll come to a offsite meeting. The region will talk about it. And eventually we'll talk about it on a national level. But we still let them run autonomously, just like when you're walking, you're not commanding your right foot lift, drop, lift, drop. And that's the way we used to run business in the past. It was sort of a pyramid. We had the CEO and leadership at the top, and there might be multiple layers of leadership before the front line. I read in this book, I can't remember what it was, and this is not true now. But prior to the bankruptcy, there was 18 layers of bureaucracy between the people building the cars and the CEO of GM. And they realized they had to flatten that. And they flattened that through somewhat technology. And we hire people for their brains, so we should best let them use them. But we do have to communicate. And we used our connected organism through a meeting rhythm that we hold very dear and we did not veer from. Right. Tell me a little more about the off-site meeting you have. It's very invigorating. It's very, it's resourceful. It's very motivating. Yes, you were just at the one last week. Yes. And then we did another one in South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia, uh, yes, the day before yesterday. So on our month, our quarterly offsite meeting, we bring everybody together, we close the practices down. And in case of South Carolina, they drove from hours away because we have, we're all over the Carolinas. And uh, it includes part of Georgia. We go over a few things. There's, there's different people who talk about things. So for example, we're looking at something that we call revenue per full-time equivalent or full-time employee. And there's a difference between the offices. Like some are the most profitable offices have the highest revenue per person working. And the connection is the offices that are most profitable and the most revenue per person working, not how much we get paid by insurance, not the affluence community, it's how effective they are working as a team. And as new teams come on, they're typically not very team effective, or maybe their company has been together for a long time, they didn't really work as a team, but the highest effective teams are, they're doing better. So they actually make more money, we give them raises. So when they increase revenue per FD, we actually pay them more, that's their method. And we had to explain it to this Carolinas region, which is newer to us, in order to make more money, everybody get a generic raise, a substantial raise. We do merit raises like that. Because substantial just cross more raise, you got to increase output per person, and we will split it up. And that can be communicated there. There was issues regarding, we wanted to make sure our culture was clearly established there, so we kind of went over our cultural isms. I talked about the vision of the company, where we're going, where we're coming from. And we had diff- different people sort of talk about what's going on. The classic one was marketing. They did a video on a world without marketing, what would happen if marketing disappeared? And then, well, think about that, then do it yourself, right? So then you can do your own marketing. They're, they're more of a resource. So it's a fun time, and they really put a lot of effort into making it fun, mm-hmm. making people laugh. And, of course, we're not 95% women, so it's got, it is kind of stuff that women really, like it was all men meeting, and we had to dress up like rock and roll characters. I guarantee I would not show up in my <laughs> Bob Seger outfit. But since it was all women, I can kind of get away with it. People say, of course. Oh, awesome, Dr. Milk. Versus guys would be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> so it's, it's fun from that standpoint. There was some dancing and cheering and, and chants, and it was pretty awesome. But we do that now, and I'm going to, I think, Kentucky next week, Florida the week after. Then we'll go to Wisconsin, Minnesota, or Kentucky we're doing, I think, next week. So we do those, kind of repeat the same thing somewhat, but there's different people that do it because each one has different coaches. But the things are pretty much the same. These are things we want to do in our company. Right now we're trying to fix a few things that are sort of weaknesses in our business. So we're working on that as a primary thing. The next quarter will probably be something else. We'll probably have fixed it. And that is, again, part of the connected organism where 
I'm the visionary for the company, so I need to be at all those meetings. And it's sometimes difficult, but that's really my primary job. And a key for myself is running the company. And I had to get myself out of all day-to-day operations. I really have no meeting commitments at our headquarters, except for 90 minutes every other week. And uh, my job as a visionary is to make sure people, the front lines, know what we're thinking about in the future. Mm-hmm. All good strategies for business. Appreciate it, Dr. Moak. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Healthy Business. We'll see you next time.